When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No introductions this week, no fun banter, because we got a lot of stuff to get to with our special guest today. Ross Tucker uh, covers every level of football at this point, <laughs> so uh, we're going to cover a lot of ground with him today. First off, thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate it. You know what, T. Frank? It's my pleasure. I'm a fan of you and what you guys do. I know Greg Pickles over there as well, and uh, it's funny that you say that because I think my joy of covering sports goes like in the inverse order of the level of play, you know, like <laughs> uh, I mainly cover the NFL and that's my job. Yeah. Uh, and, but I enjoy really talking about Penn state and college football, probably a little bit more. Um, but I don't do that as often from a, from a employment standpoint. And then my favorite is talking high school football, but not a lot of money in that one, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, for sure. Uh, so we're going to be talking about Jevin Williams. You had a uh, a hand in his recruiting process. So we'll get into a little bit of that. But the first thing I want to talk to you about is something that I know you have some insight into as a former Ivy League offensive lineman, Penn State, two years in a row now, going over uh, to the big brain people to find an offensive lineman, Hunter Norzad, coming over from Cornell. Um, what has your thoughts been about that situation of Penn State going over there and finding guys to play at the at the Division One level? And what is that transition like as somebody who went from the Ivies to the NFL? Well, I think it's really smart what Penn State's doing. Really smart. And there are several reasons for that. You know, number one, when a guy has played multiple years, you have such a different body of work in terms of what to expect from them. You know, watching high school video compared to college video, especially for an offensive lineman, it's like comparing apples to oranges, right? I mean, th right. there's absolutely no comparison. An offensive line, more than any other position, is a developmental position. It's a developmental, and believe it or not, skill position. When I say skill, I mean enhancing the skills of using your hands, your footwork, etc. So I, I would think more and more teams, quite frankly, would be going to the portal for offensive linemen that have shown the ability to play at a high level at the college level. It's funny, you know, I always kind of want to go to Penn State growing up, uh, but I was a late bloomer. And so then my rookie year in Washington, guys like DeVar Arrington and Mike Saramelli and Kenny Watson were telling me, Ross, you would have been like our best O lineman. You and Kareem McKenzie would have been our two best. I'm like, la, 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 la. I can't hear you. You know, because that's where I wanted to go. And, and quite frankly, if Penn State had made a really big push to get me as a preferred walk on, like they do now, yeah. that would have been a tough decision for me. If I got a call from Joe Paterno, that would have been a, a tough decision for me. But that's not really what Penn State was doing back then. And it's funny because. I, I guess I would have ended up starting at least a couple years 
at and, Penn State. So I think that's really what they're realizing is there are more guys like me that are maybe late bloomers because they, you know, they're, they're obviously recruiting kids based on 10th and 11th grade of high school, right? Mm -hmm. So there's kids that are late bloomers and or continue to grow and improve in college that would have an interest to playing power five football, perhaps at a place like Penn State, that have developed better than others have. They've gotten more experience, and it's kind of a win-win. I think Hunter, uh, like Eric Wilson, is graduating, so he gets the Ivy League degree, and now he has a chance to play in front of 107,000 people and get that experience as well and improve his draft stock. I'm jealous. I, I that would I, I would have loved to have done that. That's you know, what I was going to ask. If the, if the transfer portal was around, you would have started the trend, it sounds like. Well, I would have been open to it. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was a lot different back then. Uh, but yeah, I think it's really smart. I think in general, there's probably more good players at the FCS level and group of five level than people realize. I think we saw that this year with Ebicady, you know, coming into yeah. the temple and just dominating like he did. And I think Penn State is very smart to look that direction, especially the Ivy League direction for offensive linemen because they probably were a late bloomer, which is why they're in the Ivy League. And they got the experience. They obviously have the brains. They wouldn't be in the Ivy League in the first place. And you can get a guy like Hunter Norzad who was so good at tackle who could probably hang at tackle if you need him to, yeah. but is better suited for guard you know, at the NFL level. Uh, speaking of a guy who is not a late bloomer, Jevin Williams, uh, somebody that you know pretty well at this point. He is the 41st player in the nation, according to On3 in the class of 2023. Uh, you helped out with his recruiting process, and he uh, thanked you on social media during his commitment. Uh, you're an Eastern PA guy. He's an Eastern PA guy. Is that how it got started? How did you guys get connected? Well, yeah, Javen actually goes to my alma mater. He goes to Why Missing. Um, which is a suburb of Reading, about an hour west of Philadelphia. It's a really interesting story, T. Frank. You know, Why Missing's had a heck of a team the last couple of years. They've gotten to the state championship game and lost. So Javen did not start a game as a sophomore. In fact, nobody at Why Missing started a game as a sophomore. So what I think is especially interesting about Javen is he didn't ask any of the coaches at Why Missing for my number or the AD, I got an email, no lie, T. Frank, I got an email to rosstucker.com. And it said, hello, Mr. Tucker, my name is Javen Williams. I go to Y Missing. I'd really like to play college football. And I guess I was just so impressed that this kid went out of his way to send an email to me at, at rosstucker.com. I emailed him back. I said, here's my cell phone number. Text me. We'll find a time to chat. He texted me. We talked. He's an unbelievably great kid, mm -hmm. uh, incredibly respectful. But when I watched his sophomore video, I said, Javen, you, you got a long way to go. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you could see the physical ability was there. And I actually watched my alma mater a lot, so I was aware of him. Believe it or not, T-Frank, you might not even know this. He has an older brother, two years older, Richard, who's the exact same height and weight, like 6'5", <laughs> 300, and could move. You, you is he number could... seven? Is he number seven for why I'm missing? No, on the no, that, that's a okay. D tackle. No, that's a D okay. tackle. Rashard's two years older. So, okay. Um, honestly, you know, and 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 Rashard was number seventy four. Javen switched numbers. 
So if you went to two years ago when Javen was a sophomore, number 74, you know, big dude running around starting for why missing, that was Rashard Williams. And then this year, same thing, 74, big dude running around, that was Javen. You wouldn't even be able to tell him, uh, tell him apart. Um, it's kind of interesting. I knew about his brother more than I knew about him, but I told him he had a long way to go. You know, he, he didn't have the initial quickness off the snap. He wasn't finishing his blocks, but you're talking about a rare athlete here, T Frank. I mean, he's yeah. last I checked, somebody told me he's for his class top five in the country in terms of shot put and discus. I mean, even the play people are watching right here. Watch not only him running the kid over, but staying on his feet. Yeah. You know how hard it is to stay on your feet when you pancake a guy like that and then gets another block right here? Boom! Right there at the end. I mean, he just has rare natural ability and athleticism. People his size just don't move that well. And at Why Missing, it's really been showcased because of the offense that Why Missing runs, the wing T. He's been able to showcase that athleticism. But T. Frank, he just turned 16 in August. I mean, he'll be a senior that will have just turned 17. He is still a puppy. He is still young. And the sky's the limit. You know, he showed me his first three games, his highlights. I had to move some plays around a little bit. I don't think kids don't realize sometimes how important sequencing is. Yeah. So he moved some of the videos around. And then, um, as I told him I would, I texted guys at Michigan, uh, Penn State, obviously, Rutgers, Pitt, uh, Virginia Tech. I, I texted, you know, I don't know, five, six guys, said, hey, this kid from my high school is worth looking at. And, you know, by the next week, he got a couple scholarships. And now the way it is with the Twitter algorithm, as soon as he got Pitt and Penn State, you know, he had like 10, 15 in a heartbeat. The bots started swarming, and then all of a sudden the offers came in. So uh, you mentioned on the Keystone Kickoff Show, uh, I think it was last week when you were talking about his commitment and the process of it, that it was really starting to pick up, as you just pointed out there, and he decided to shut it down and choose Penn State. So what do you know about how he feels about Penn State and about the process of recruiting? Well, it's interesting because I, I, you know, I had breakfast with him uh, last Saturday, and you know, before he committed, he and his dad and his offensive line coach Steve O'Neill, and I kind of just laid out the pros and cons. You know, I, I could tell he really liked Penn State, uh, and as much as I grew up as a season ticket holder, and I have an affinity for Penn State, when I'm talking to a kid or helping him, and that happens quite a bit, you know, I helped Ryan Brubaker from Cacalico last year, the Rucci boys, or whatever. Um, you know, it's up to them. It's their decision. It's their life. I want them to, to make whatever they think is the best choice for them. I just kind of lay out the pros and cons of what I think of the different schools. And for Javen, what I thought the pros and cons would be of committing now versus later. You know, I, we talked about potentially him visiting Michigan and Michigan state in March, just to see what another area of the country was like and to see another, Big time, you know, top 10 type of blue blood program like Michigan. But I think he kind of knew in the back of his mind that he always wanted to go to Penn State. I mean, even that week, he had gotten scholarship offers from USC and Oklahoma. So I said, listen, you know, if you know 100% where you want to go, I don't really see a lot of value in waiting. So if you know 100% you want to go to Penn State, you can commit. 
If you're 95%, but you still want to visit a couple schools, you could visit a couple, maybe like Michigan, Michigan State in March. Or if you really want to take your official visits, you know, you could do that, you know, after track season because he's really good at track and see how it goes. And I don't know, uh, an hour or two later, I see the tweet that he commits to Penn State. <laughs> so <laughs> so he, he, he made his choice. You know, he liked Penn State the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but – that, that's the case for a lot of these kids. And then they explore other places and decide another place might be the best fit for them. I think he's such a, he's a really good kid. I think T Frank, he's probably tired of talking to all these coaches, you know, yeah, it, it's probably hard for him to say to the coaches, you know, even after he put out his top seven, I think it was probably hard for him to say to the coaches, no, I'm not going to talk with you. Right. I was like, man, you got to enjoy, you got to enjoy track, enjoy your, you know, high school. I think he wants to enroll early. You know, I'm trying to give him the pros and cons. I think he decided he just didn't want to keep having all these conversations with coaches if he knew he wanted to go to Penn State. Uh, I know you've got your six different businesses you're working on, so I want to get out of, out of here with two more questions about him on the football field. And, and one, we started talking the show about smart offensive linemen and guys that have the the ability to play the position from a cerebral standpoint with uh, with the uh, Ivy League guys. Jevin plays four different positions on the offensive line. Sometimes when I'm watching his film, it's like they need to put the the striped hat on him because it's like where's Waldo? How much yeah. does it take to do that in that situation? And what's your assessment kind of of his play being able to play left tackle, left guard, right guard, right tackle all in one drive? That will serve him very well moving forward. Why missing does have a unique offense where they'll switch sides based on certain plays. And he plays tackle some plays, guard other plays, depending on the play. So that, that versatility will be very valuable when he gets to Penn State because he'll be more suited than others to be able to fill in at either guard or either tackle if there's an injury. You know, I think he's long enough with his arm length that he could certainly play tackle. He's probably a prototype or ideal NFL offensive guard mm -hmm. with his feet and power and athleticism, but also having pretty good length. Uh, but you make a great point. I didn't even realize till his offensive line coach told me just how smart he is from a football standpoint. They had an injury during the playoffs, and they moved him from strong side guard to weak side guard, which is a totally different position. So it's not this, as easy as just saying right guard or left guard. The way they swap sides, he actually had to learn a whole other position, a whole gotcha. different guard spot, essentially the backside guard, and he was able to do it in a week. He has – a very high football IQ. Uh, you know, looking at him with the length and, and Penn State's need for tackles, I, I think it would be a, a fair to watch him develop that possibly he could be one of those tackles going to the next level. But you're right. As far as the way he looks on film and the way he moves, it's I have I love watching guys like that because they're so fun to watch. Last thing I want to get you out of here on is, uh, again, I'm a fan of the Keystone Kickoff Show. You mentioned this on uh, when you were talking about him the last time that you were working with him on some pass protection stuff because it's pretty rare for Wyoming missing to throw the football. So what have you seen from him there in that development process? Well, and that's an, that speaks to him as a kid. It was his idea. Oh, you wow. know, he said, Ross, do you know anybody I can work with? I would like to continue to work on pass blocking. Why missing runs the wing T. So they don't 
hardly ever pass block, you know, primarily their run blocking. So he just hasn't had to do it that often. I said, sure, you know, I'd be happy to work with you on pass blocking if I get a chance, if I'm in Reading. So um, I was able to get to, to Reading to visit my mom and able to go through some stuff with him. He's a lot further along than I realized. And even watching the tape that you're showing now, pass blocking at why missing in a wing T offense, it's not like pass blocking in college. It's just right. different. But just seeing him, his set, his footwork, and I even let the Penn State coaches know he's a lot further along in that regard than I realized. He's going to be just fine. And I wouldn't tell people, watch him do the shot putter discus. Mm-hmm. He has amazing feet. And I think that's more what you need for pass blocking more than anything else. I think he'll end up being just fine in that area. But more importantly, T. Frank, the fact that he, again, solicited, right? He reached out to try to work on that aspect of his game is probably more important than anything. Ross Tucker at Ross Tucker NFL. If you want to follow him to get his insights on everything from Penn State to the college pros, NFL, everything. Ross, thanks for coming on the BWI Daily Edition. My pleasure, T. Frank. Thank you for having me. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and, of course, here on YouTube. We're going to be doing more interviews throughout the rest of the offseason, get more insight into college football, recruiting, all that stuff here on the BWI Daily Edition. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.